Hello and welcome. My name is Ray and I am the host of the Energy Medium Podcast where I share stories and insights I've gained as a clairvoyant medium. In the episode description, you'll find additional resources for topics covered, read more about my clairvoyant encounters in my episode deep dives, and get in touch with me to send a topic request, ask a question, or share your story. Welcome to the podcast. I hope you enjoy it, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everyone. This is the second episode on the How to Heal series. My last episode was me sharing my personal story and my personal battle with chronic illness and autoimmune disease. And in this episode, what we're going to discuss is one of the ways that I finally was able to heal and get resolve from my illness. So our topic today is on fasting. And there are different types of fasting. We're actually going to go through three different types of fasting and ways to fast in this episode. So why is fasting important and what does it have to do with spirituality and energy? And the answer is fasting is important because it is absolutely one of the most beneficial tools you can use to heal yourself of many ailments, but also because our bodies are very important. And even in the realm of spirituality, the physical body is its a sacred tool that we use to experience joy and connection here on this earth, but also connection to the spirit realm. And sadly enough, here in the Western world, by the time many of us get into our late 20s and 30s, possibly even earlier, we start to experience very strange illnesses. A lot of these illnesses are environmental, but a lot of our illnesses are caused by an abundance of food and abundance of eating, also just eating too much of the wrong things. So I do want to make it clear that yes, today's episode is going to be about fasting, but I want to just put in here real quick that eating and consumption of nutrients and food is just as important as fasting. There's quite a bit of controversy when it comes to the topic of fasting. I know a lot of people view fasting as disordered eating or having an eating disorder or even just a way to, again, like starve yourself or punish yourself or even a quick way to lose weight. That is not the reason for this episode. I know that You can abuse anything, but really what I want to focus on today is how beneficial fasting is for people with chronic illness and chronic pain and autoimmune disorders. A few years ago, there were so many studies on, they were actually doing these studies on mice who had either compromised kidneys, kidney failure, um, tumors, or other strange metabolic diseases. And what they found was when the body goes into a fasted state, the body does this thing called autophagy or autophagy. And what that means is the body will automatically consume cells that are compromised. And our bodies do this for one of two reasons. The first reason is pretty obvious. You're starving, you're in a, in a starved, fasted state, and you're hungry. So you've, I'm sure you've heard and seen pictures of people who go a long time without eating. Their bodies get much smaller to the point where sometimes they're nothing but skin and bone. And that is because the body will absolutely eat muscle tissue, fat tissue, but it will also start to consume organ tissue. And the other reason why the body will eat 
compromised cells during this phase of autophagy is because it's survival of the fittest. The body only wants to keep cells that are functional and functioning at the optimal level. So what these researchers found was, which was quite interesting, that when you're in a fasted state, not only is your body, yes, going to start to tap into muscle and organ tissue for survival, for calories, but it's going to first attack the tissue that is the most compromised and dysfunctional. And this was groundbreaking for so many functional medicine doctors, especially functional medicine doctors who were seemingly unable to help many of their patients with chronic degenerative illness. Now, I have done my fair share of fasting, some of it enjoyable, but a lot of it really not that fun. (laughs) Fasting is an acquired taste of nothingness. (laughs) And it really does take a while to get used to. And I personally, after experiencing what I've experienced, think that there's actually a benefit to baby stepping your way into fasting. So the first form of fasting I'm going to talk about today is time-restrictive eating. Time-restrictive eating is eating within a certain window of time. So I practice time-restrictive eating every day. I eat between the hours of about 11 and 7 or sometimes 1 p.m. and 9 p.m., depending on what my day looks like. Most people who adhere to time-restrictive eating, they usually eat within a 6 or an 8-hour window. I have also heard of people eating within a 4-hour window. And honestly, if you're trying to get enough nutrients and calories to sustain yourself for an entire day... Eating within a four-hour window, in my opinion, just isn't enough time to accomplish that. Plus, if you're eating within a four-hour window, you're probably just eating one big, huge meal once a day, and that also comes with its own challenges and compromises. So what are the benefits of time-restrictive eating? Why does this matter? Why does it make a change in our bodies? It is because of how our bodies process and digest foods. A few years ago, about five years ago, there was this huge fad in telling people, and I was in the fitness industry for a long time, so I would tell my clients, if you want to lose weight or if you want to get healthy, you're going to need to eat about six meals a day throughout the entire day. And what happens when we eat throughout the entire day is we never give our bodies a break from food. So whenever you're hungry and your stomach growls, What's really happening is this thing called the migrating motor complex. And what this is doing is it's causing all of your small intestines and your large intestines to contract so that food that is left over in your digestive tract can be compressed and pushed down for elimination. When we eat throughout the entire day, We never give our bodies a chance to accomplish a migrating motor complex. Now, you could tell me, look, Ray, that's what sleep is for. That's why I don't eat in the middle of the night, because I'm allowing my body to rest and digest. And that is true. But for some of us, and I also fall into this category, we need a little more time between meals to fully digest, absorb, and eliminate our food. One of the reasons why I think it's beneficial if you're going to start a journey in fasting is to start with time-restrictive eating is because you slowly get used to eating within a smaller time window. Therefore, you're also slowly getting used to not eating 
within a certain time frame because it's hard. It's definitely challenging to go an entire day without food. Once you've spent some time getting used to time-restrictive eating, I think the next best step towards getting yourself ready for an actual fast is going to be following what is called the fasting mimicking diet. You're still eating food, you're still consuming small amounts of nutrients throughout the day, but the foods you're eating are typically going to be blended vegetables into a soup or a smoothie of some sort that's mostly vegetable, a little bit of fruit, so it's not too sweet. Again, If you're bombarding yourself with sugar all day, it's going to cause you to have some issues with your mood, with your energy function overall. So the fasting mimicking diet is, again, blended foods into soups or smoothies, and you're typically going to avoid foods that are more challenging to digest, which include animal-based proteins, grains, and nuts and seeds. So the fasting mimicking diet is basically a day eating blended vegetables and fruits. Again, you're getting used to consuming a smaller amount of nutrients and calories throughout the day, but you're also giving your digestive tract a break from having to break down and absorb solid foods. The other aspect that you're accomplishing with the fasting mimicking diet is autophagy, which as I mentioned before, is when your body starts to tap into your muscle tissue, fat tissue, and organ tissue for nutrients and energy. People who have done research on the fasting mimicking diet say that this takes about five days, which is a pretty long time to go with just eating blended vegetables and fruits. I personally find this method a lot more enjoyable and comfortable than doing something a little more intense, such as a one to five day water fast or juiced fast where you're not consuming any blended foods. If you are doing a fasting mimicking diet or even just want to try it out for a day or two, keep in mind you're going to want to do these diets or protocols on days where you don't have a lot going on. You definitely don't have a heavy work day or you don't have a exercise planned. You're not doing any exercise or strenuous activity on these days because you're not consuming enough energy to sustain it. If you are interested in doing a fasted mimicking diet and you want to follow the entire protocol, which is a five-day protocol, this is going to have some challenges. So even though you are still consuming small amounts of food and nutrients, if your body goes into the phase where it starts to tap into your own cells for energy, This comes at a price for a lot of people. So I mentioned before, fasting is hard. Going a full day without eating any food is challenging. Why is it challenging? Is it just because you are going a whole day without eating? Yeah, it's something that most of us in the Western world are not used to. The other thing that makes this a challenge is that once your body starts to tap into your own cells, your muscle tissue, your fat tissue, and your organ tissue for energy... Again, as I mentioned before, you're tapping into the compromised tissue. You're tapping into tissue that is possibly holding on to toxins. And once you start to consume that, you will actually have a refeed of toxic material into your body. What does this mean? It means you're probably not going to feel very good. You might get headachey. You might get nauseous. You might get the chills. You might feel like you have a low-grade fever. So what happened to me when I started fasting 
was exactly this. I felt like for a day I had the flu. I would get the chills. I had a low-grade fever. I would get a really bad headache. I'd get nauseous. Sometimes I would throw up. In the beginning, I was confusing this as maybe something that was related to like having a low blood sugar. Low blood sugar signs are very similar. But it would even happen to me on days where I was having small amounts of food intake, such as like a blended fruit and vegetable smoothie or even a watered down fruit juice. I would slowly start to feed myself a little bit of things that had sugar in it just to see if it would help alleviate the symptoms. But it really didn't. I had these symptoms for several days. These symptoms are very uncomfortable. They literally make you sick. But if it's any help to you, just keep a mantra or a saying in your mind that is basically, this is a necessary part of my healing process because it absolutely is necessary. There's really no other way to avoid the flu-like fasting symptoms. You kind of just have to get through it as best you can. And if you find it really, really uncomfortable, you can always slowly start to refeed and slowly build your way out of the symptoms. Another way to break these symptoms is to do a cleanse with an enema. I mentioned an enema in my last episode. I didn't go into detail on it, and I don't plan on going into details on enemas in this episode. It would just take too long. But if you can force your body into literally eliminating some of this material, you will feel much, much better. So stay tuned for the next episode because I am going to talk about how to do this, how to do an enema effectively. And it is another crucial tool to have in your back pocket when you're doing fasts and eliminating toxins and waste from the body. The third form of fasting is simply just intermittent fasting or doing a prolonged fast where you are not consuming any solid foods for at least 24 hours. A lot of times people will use the terms intermittent fasting and time-restrictive eating interchangeably, but they're actually two different things. When you're time-restrictive eating, you might be going 12 or 16 or 18 hours without food, but it's not a true 24-hour fast. Intermittent fasting is going 24 hours or more without any solid food. You're just drinking liquids, so diluted fruit and vegetable juice and water, basically. Intermittent fasting is probably the gold standard of fasting. Uh, It's probably the most beneficial way to fast because you're literally cutting off any food from your system and you're just consuming liquids to sustain yourself and stay hydrated. And again, you can add in vegetable juices or vegetable and fruit juice blends to just help you get a little more nutrients and a little more sustainability through the fast. This type of fast is going to be the most challenging fast, but I would say that it's worth it. I myself and have heard from other people that when they do a three-day water fast or even a one-day water fast, the changes within their mood and food cravings, the way their body feels and functions overall is improved greatly. Fasting is one of the simplest and most effective ways to reset your body, to reset your digestive system, and to help eliminate old debris and toxins and waste 
Also, as mentioned before, it is a way to start to renew and regenerate organ tissue that might be damaged or compromised or even diseased. Even though fasting is becoming more well-researched and adapted by functional medicine and holistic medical doctors, it is not a cure-all. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that fasting is going to cure you of everything. Fasting is a healing tool. It is a skill and a discipline that you learn to adapt to over time. And it takes sometimes upwards to a year, if not several years, to start to see the full benefit And if you are someone like myself who is struggling with autoimmune disease or chronic degenerative illness, and there's really been no resolve for you when it comes to Western medicine or any other prescriptions or modalities you've been prescribed by your medical doctor, I would highly consider looking into fasting as an option to aid in your healing process. Starting with time-restrictive eating and then working your way into a fasting-mimicking diet where you're still consuming small amounts of nutrients throughout the day during a fasting cycle are the best ways to prepare yourself for a more intense fast, such as intermittent fasting, where you periodically take a few days out of the week or out of the year to consume liquids only in your fast. As always, I want to leave you guys with as much information as I can. So do check out the episode description where I will leave additional articles and videos related to this topic. Also head over to my website. I'll leave a link in the description box where you can subscribe for weekly guidance and resources that I've created around each one of the topics we're going to cover in the How to Heal series. I wish you all the best on your journey back to health and to my fellow listeners who suffer with autoimmune conditions just like I do. No matter what anyone tells you, your body is capable of healing itself and I am here to support you along the way. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I will see you in the next one.